Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up with Taylor. So this is our second episode. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed the debut. It is not easy starting off, but we did it. I would say that it went well enough. Granted, I am going to try and promote this podcast quite a bit more, just so we can get more people listening. But um, thank you to everyone who listens. Um, yeah, support is great. We love it. And welcome to the second episode. So basically, this is part two of my Evermore special kind of thing. It's just because I wanted to do a couple episodes on Evermore because albums are a big deal and etc. etc. And yeah, so today what I'm going to be talking about mainly the main focus is going to be um, the genius lyrics analysis for each song and um also some of the lyrics on the songs as well. So that will probably take up this episode and next episode. Um, but I do have something new that happened that I'm going to be talking about first. So today, at the time I'm recording this podcast, it is the 15th of December. Now, this episode won't be up until the end of the week. So that's kind of, you know, the plan that I want to have going here. Um, so basically... Yesterday for me, so Monday the 14th of December, Taylor made an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live and she was basically talking about Evermore, Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions, you know, basically everything that she's been up to. And so basically I thought that before I get into like kind of the Evermore analysis stuff, that I would play the interview for you because I haven't seen it yet. Um, I've been just waiting until the, I was recording the podcast, but here we go. Taylor Swift on Turning 31, new album, fan series, documentary, and boyfriend pseudonym. Pseudonym? Pseudonym? Do you know what? I, I've never been able to pronounce that my entire life, so we're just going to pretend that that didn't happen. Um, yeah, so Jimmy came alive, she was on. Um, it says in the description, Taylor talks about turning 31, the many rumors about her albums, hiding Easter eggs for her fans to find, the mistake that ended up in her folklore album cover, her interview with Paul McCartney, enjoying performing at parties, Jimmy and Guillermo taking cartwheel lessons, her Disney Plus special, documentary, Folklore, The Long Pond Studio Sessions, working with The National, her boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, helping with some of the songs under a pseudonym, who cares, profanities on her albums and being productive in quarantine. So yeah, very excited about this. I'm going to crank the volume up a good bit so you can, you know, hear pretty well, but if it's too loud, I will probably turn it down. It is 11 minutes and 54 seconds long. I will let you guys enjoy the interview. I'm going to hand you over to it right now. Four days ago, our first guest surprise released. 
her second album of the lockdown. Yesterday, she celebrated her 31st birthday, and tonight she is here with us. Her self-directed documentary, Folklore, The Long Pond Studio Sessions, is on Disney Plus, and her new album is right here. It's called Evermore. Please say hello to Taylor Swift. Hi, Don't mind the stupid ad actually interrupting my interview, whatever. Okay, well, this, this takes a bit of explanation. So, I tend to be sort of, um, sort of annoyingly secret agency about um, dropping clues and hints and Easter eggs, and it's it's very annoying, um, but it's fun for fans and it's fun for me because they like to pick up on things. Um, and they'll notice lots of things in music videos or photos or whatever. And then sometimes um, I take it too far and I make a mistake. <laughs> and basically, uh, when I was making Folklore, the album that came out back in July, I was too afraid to even unveil the title of the album to even my closest teammates in management. I didn't tell anybody the album title until right before it came out. And so I came up with a fake code name that had the same amount of letters as Folklore, chose a random name, chose Woodvale, wanted to see how it would look on the album covers, mocked them up, and then decided, I don't actually want to have uh, a title on the album covers. And we forgot to take the fake code name off of one of them. Is that true? Is that really true? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what happened. It's like, <laughs> this album is like the third season of Lost. <laughs> We're finding clues where like there I, aren't them. 
like Evermore had a code name. It was November. Like and and uh, but we took we remembered to take it off all the mock-ups of the album covers before we released them this time. So we learned our lesson. So I'm going to now spread another rumor and a theory. Okay, so folklore starts with an F. It's three syllables. It rhymes with Evermore. Starts with an E. So you've got the F, then you've got the E. Now you're going to a word that starts with D for the third album, with also three syllables and rhymes, which narrows it down to either Dinosaur or Dumbledore. One of those two will be the title of your next album. Yes. Jimmy, I'm so tired. I'm just so exhausted. I'm t- oh my God, I'm it's stuck. One minute. I'm just so exhausted. This is pretty good. This is you with Paul McCartney oh, on cover of Rolling Stone. That's a good picture to have. Is this a picture that will make it on the wall at your home? That that that's what all the walls are going to be made of. I'm building a whole new home, with just that on every wall. <laughs> every brick has a little mini picture of that. None I like of the it. old homes are going to work anymore because they don't have enough of that album. You went to you went to cover. Paul's uh, office in London. Now, Paul McCartney is 78 years old. Were you, at any point, were you worried about killing a beetle? Wow, you know what? I'm really glad I didn't talk to you before. <laughs> the interview was great. And I, a couple of things that I thought were interesting about your interview with him, and I just think it's always fun to see artists interviewing each other, is that you both, both of you, I know this about him, I did not know this about you, you don't mind being asked to play music at parties. Is that an accurate way of putting it? Yeah, we actually like it. It's you like weird. It. It's almost like we like music. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily love it. I, I was talking to Billy Joel once, and he said every time he goes to a party, suddenly a piano has been rented. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's happened to me too, but it's kind of like, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. I don't right. know. Uh, like, like I don't like being asked to do cartwheels at a party because I can't do a cartwheel. Interesting that you would say that because I announced on the air just a couple of weeks ago that I am going to start taking cartwheel lessons and I'm not kidding. Uh, and if you'd like to join us, Guillermo and I are going to learn. Is this, a, is this a bit? It's really is not. Is this real? It's 100% real. I've always wanted to know how to do a cartwheel. I feel humiliated when little girls do it in front of me, and I want to be able to do it. So you're welcome. It feels awful. We're going to get an Olympic athlete to teach us to do cartwheels. I'm getting off track, though, here. I want to talk. uh, Oh, it's important. We are going to, um, when we come back. We'll talk about this some other time because we both have the same shame. (laughs) 13 and the same shame. We're really on a wavelength here. Uh, Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions, is on Disney Plus right now. When we come back, we'll see a clip from that and more with Taylor Swift. We'll be right back. Meet Editor X, the world's most advanced website design platform. Taylor Swift and Justin Vernon of Bonavares singing a 
together, socially distanced with a, a mask on, Justin, as well. I didn't know you could sing with a mask. I guess, well, I guess the masked singer should have taught us that you can, but uh, he's not kidding around as far as safety goes. Yeah, he's, he's a great example for, for people all over. You know, I um, have to say, I, first of all, that new album, and I swear to God, and this is, it, everyone's laughing at me here because I mostly just listen to Huey Lewis over and over again, but uh, I, I think the new album is just fantastic. It is immediately something that you, you, you jump into, and I thought it was so interesting watching you in this documentary that you directed, explaining each of the songs and talking with Jack and talking with Aaron from The National and really explaining where you, why did you choose to do that? Because I think a lot of songwriters prefer to keep it mysterious and not give anyone any hints about what their songs are about. I think that uh, we had an opportunity with Disney Plus to create uh, sort of a way to not only explain how we made these albums, um, at that point it was just one, but um, it was the same group that made the second album, so it's a really good place to go to see um, what our process was like. But we could we could explain it because it was made under such weird circumstances, um, and then we could also meet as a group. We'd never been in the same room before. Um, Aaron, Jack, and I had never all all gotten to be together, so it was great. We quarantined for a while and then got tested and then got tested again and then had all the precautions taken. Um, and it was really wonderful to get to share that, you know, after making that album. Forevermore, you brought in all the guys from The National. Was that because, were they getting mad at Aaron for writing great songs without them for you? I think that we should start that rumor. I think it sounds like a pretty good one. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing because we wrote this song called Coney Island. And I had kind of, I'd kind of written the second verse as if I was Matt Berninger, uh, the lead singer, because Matt has a very um, signature type of lyricism. And I was just sort of hoping that if I wrote lyrics that were enough like what he might sing, he might say yes and sing on it. Um, and so we had the whole band play on it. Matt said, yes, it's a duet that I'm really proud of. And yeah, um, yeah Aaron, Aaron is an amazing collaborator because he's got such... He's he's so talented, he's so prolific, but he's also such a wonderful, kind, generous, creative person, and he has a lot of people who want to collaborate with him. So I sort of, um, I sort of like grifted off of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys made quite a team there, and your your boyfriend wrote some of the lyrics to some of the songs under a pseudonym, William Bowery. Why? Uh, who chose that name? Did you choose that, or did he? He did. He did. What is, is there a meaning to that? Is it from the Bowery Hotel? I know people have speculated. You got to ask him because it's really more his story than mine. All right, but turn the yeah, camera he, he around. Let's see of... where he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but I noticed on the Disney Plus documentary, they bleeped out the F word and you got some profanity on the album. Somebody on Reddit made a chart. I don't know if you've seen this. Tracking the amount of profanity in your albums from year to year. It started with two dams on your first album, then you went totally clean, and now you're up to four F-words, Taylor. You're... Starting out with any new project management software, again. usually you feel something like this. Blame YouTube. Where do you... <laughs> it's, just, it's just been that kind of year, you know? <laughs>
I have to say, I mean, you've been so, it is crazy how productive you have been and what you put out here. I feel like if you'd been in charge of the vaccine, it would have been done in June. <gasps> That's the nicest compliment anyone has ever <laughs> Well, thanks for being with us. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions is on Disney Plus right now. And this is her surprise new album, Evermore. It's out now to Taylor Swift, everybody. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you so much. So there you go. That is the interview. Wasn't it just lovely? I really am enjoyed that. I love, love, love watching Taylor in interviews. And oh my God, every time she mentioned Joe in that interview, I fell to the ground. I'm not even joking. I was trying to be super quiet so that you could hear it. I do hope that the audio quality was okay on that. Um, yeah. So I think, um... I will just hop straight into the genius stuff that I was talking about. So, first of all, I am going to start, well, well, obviously, first song, Willow. I am, also guys, there is two new versions of Willow Out, the Dancing Witch version and the Lonely Witch version. So please go stream both of them. I really love the Dancing Witch version. I've been using that as my outro for this podcast. Um, yeah, it's going to remain as the outro for a bit. And then I'll probably change it after a while. Who knows? So, um, yeah. So this is basically like genius lyrics I love using for um, finding lyrics. Because they give like such like great analysis of like songs and stuff and it just really helps me out to like understand songs better so starting with willow willow the lead single of evermore swift's second surprise album of 2020 and her night record overall she released the accompanying music video on december 11 2020 alongside the album Swift hinted at this song title twice during the folklore era, the first time being a framed willow tree photo in an Instagram post, and the second one being a subtle reference included in a tweet thanking Rolling Stone for ranking folklore as the best album of 2020. So we're going to look at some of the lyrics because Thaler is a lyrical genius, So Genius Lyrics is going to help project her geniusness even more. Right, so I'm like the water when your ship rolled in that night. So basically here, Taylor is um, like she's wet. She is aroused basically from like their analysis of it. And then if we look at some more lyrics here, and if it was an open shook case, I never would have known from that look on your face. So an open shook case in law is a case that has been easily decided because the facts are all there and there are no doubts. This term could be a nod to her love for crime. She has expressed her obsession for true crime stories in a YouTube comment and by recently writing the song Nobody No Crime featuring Haim. She could be having a similar crime mystery mentality with her relationship, using the term to express to her and her partner have no doubts about the strength of their relationship, as you would with an open shut case. Then, lost in your current, like a priceless wine. 
This line plays with the sound of the word current as it is similar to the word current. Though the word current is often used in the US, UK and Ireland to refer to dried grapes, a real current is a fruit which has been used in some fruit wine recipes. Additionally, Taylor has mentioned wine in her music many times before, usually to represent love. Wine was a key lyric in Folklore's 8-track August. August sipped away like a bottle of wine. The more that you say, the less I know. She doesn't trust him. What he says raises more questions. Wherever you stray, I follow. This sign parallels the chorus of August 2019's Lover. Can I go where you go? Can we always be this close? Wreck my plans, that's my man. This lyric seems to nod to July 2020's August. Remember when I pulled up and said get in the car and then cancel my plans just in case you call? Wreck My Plans was a code to access exclusive merch in November 2020, commemorating the release of Folklore The Long Pond Studio Sessions. Life was a willow and it bent right to your winds. Willow trees are beautiful trees with long, wispy branches that flutter in the wind. The weeping willow is the most noticeable of species in the willow family. Willows have deep roots and long, thin branches. The roots of the willow tree spread dozens of yards underground. On the surface, they look like they might be blowing over. However, the deep roots keep it firm. Taylor compares life with her lover to a willow, strong but sometimes prone to looking like it's out of control. While her relationship with her lover was sometimes tumultuous, it was beautiful. And then moving down here a bit. Head on the pillow, I could feel you sneaking in. This could be a reference to daylight, and I can still see it all in my head, back and forth from New York sneaking in your bed. Like you were a trophy or a champion ring, and there was one prize I'd cheat to win. Championship rings and trophies are the pinnacles of success for a professional sports team. While trophies are given in nearly every sports competition, rings are exclusive to the big four sports, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Taylor sees her lover as a trophy, something she is proud for everyone to see. Cheating is definitely against the rules, but sports are rife with incidents of it. The Flattergate, the Black Sox, and the Tim Donaghy scandal. All of these ended with severe consequences. Taylor's willing to do anything to get her lover's heart. Wherever you stray, I follow. Once again, that parallels the course of August 2019's Lover. So we're going to move to the bridge then because we want, you know, stuff we haven't heard before. But I come back not stronger than a 90s trend. One of my favourite lyrics by her in quite a bit. 1990s fashion, along with many other past fashion trends, has decided to make a comeback. Some of the more iconic pieces that are becoming fashionable fashionable again include fanny packs, spaghetti strap dresses, and platform shoes. Interestingly enough, one of the biggest trends in the 90s was a cardigan. 
One of the biggest songs of 2020 was Taylor Swift's song about this iconic 90s fashion entitled Cardigan off her eighth studio album Folklore. The song was nominated for 2021 Song of the Year by the Grammy Awards. The song was followed by a merch line of cardigans from Swift's own merch site and has since completely sold out. Swift also sent dozens of cardigans to various celebrities to promote her album and the 90s clothing trend. Show me the places where the others gave you scars. This is a callback most immediately to Cardigan, the lead single of her previous album, Folklore. You drew stars around my scars, but now I'm bleeding. This line is also reminiscent of the refrain from So It Goes from her 2017 album, Reputation. Come here dressed in black now, so, so, so it goes. Scratches down your back now, so, so, so it goes. Every bait and switch was a work of art. Bait and switch is a deceptive commercial practice in which the salesman baits customers by announcing products at a low price, but then it turns out the advertised product isn't available, so they redirect the customers to a similar but higher priced item instead. Switch. So there you go. That is the analysis of Willow. Oh my god. Like... Doesn't that just make you, like, feel like you understand the song and the music video and everything else so much more? Like, see, I told you that this would be a great idea. So we're going to look at champagne problems yet. Next, not yet. One of my fave songs from Evermore. So let's dive straight into this. So we're starting off in verse one. Bustling crowds are silent sleepers. You're not sure which is worse. The subject of this song can't tell what's worse. Big crowds of people who are very loud, but can possibly hear every noise, are light sleepers who wake at the smallest of noises. They don't want to choose between the hundreds of loud, clamoring people or the few who can notice everything. Swift also sings about hating crowds in her song, Bessie. The lyric goes, I hate the crowds, you know that. Because I dropped your hand while dancing, left you out there standing. Her relationship in the song was good and her former partner was ready to propose. Your mom's ring and pocket, their family is ready to celebrate. You told your family for a reason, you couldn't keep it in. Your sister splashed out of the bottle now no one's celebrating. But her answer is no, and the song describes how everything falls apart afterwards. It tells the story opposite of her seventh studio album title track, Lover, which is written like a wedding speech. Although this song presumably is written about a former love interest or is made up, whereas Lover is written for her longtime boyfriend. Champagne Problems. The idiom champagne problems is used to refer to a decision made between two desirable outcomes, often to be considered an issue of the rich and therefore lesser to real problems. The song provides an example of this within the first verse. Bustling and crowds are silent sleepers, you're not sure which is worse. The title idiom also belittles the problems mentioned within the song. A rejected proposal and mental health. 
possibly making reference to Swift's own experiences with mental health and the attitude that they are less severe than others. Your heart was glass, I dropped it. A parallel is drawn between the fragility of a champagne glass, instantly broken when dropped, and his heart. This line is reminiscent of lyrics from 2010's Back to December, which also finds Swift's apologising for breaking someone's heart. You gave me roses and I left them there to die. A more positive but similar line comes from 1989's 2014 track, How You Get the Girl. I want you for worse or for better. I would wait forever and ever. Broke your heart, I'll put it back together. Your mom's ring in your pocket, my picture in your wallet. Giving your fiancé to be an engagement ring from your mother is a tradition that some couples choose. The ring is often passed down through the generations. It was more prevalent back in the day when this song's narrative takes place. Another tradition was keeping a photo of your lover either in a locket or wallet, a sentiment Swift has referenced in her previous songs. Could have spent forever with your hands in my pockets, picture of your face in an invisible locket. And also on her 2012 track, Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. I stood right by the tracks, your face in a locket. You told your family for a reason, you couldn't keep it in. In juxtaposition with the previous lyric, where Taylor suggests that he already subconsciously knew that the rejection to his proposal was coming, which is why he planned an escape route with the night train. Here she details his denial to believe that the rejection would take place. He tells his family about the proposal he's planning so he can continue into holding onto the hope that she will say yes, reinforced by his family's joy. Your sister splashed out on the bottle. This line carries a double connotation. The first being that she spent a lot of money on the bottle. The second refers to the physical splashing that happens when you open a bottle of champagne. Don Perignon, you brought it. Don Perignon is a brand of vintage champagne produced by the Champagne House of Moet and Chandon. This brand of champagne is significant within Taylor's discography in that the historical, historical subject of the last great American dynasty, Rebecca Harkness, was known to use this brand of champagne to clean out her pool. Rebecca gave up on the Rhode Island set forever, flew in all her bitch pack friends from the city, filled the pool with champagne and swam with the big names. And I couldn't give a reason. This lyric may call to 20, July 2020's The One, in which someone reminisces, reminisces on a past relationship they let slip away. In my defense, I have none for never leaving well enough alone, but it would have been fun if you would have been The One. It also seems to reference July 2020's hoax, stood on the cliffside screaming, give me a reason. Your Midas touch on the Chevy door. Midas Touch makes reference to the figure King Midas in Greek mythology, who is cursed to turn everything he touches into gold. Taylor has often used the, has often used the colors gold and blue as a motif for longtime boyfriend Joe William Bowery Alwyn. Swift describes a lover's impact on her on her on November 2017's dress. 
There is an indentation in the shape of you, major mark on me, a golden tattoo. November flush and your flannel cure. This line uses imagery similar to that found in fan favourites All Too Well from Swift's album Red. Autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place after plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own. Wearing red flannel is a folk remedy for back pain. In Victorian times, flannel was worn because it was believed to be protective against colds and during hard winters. The mention of this superstition may imply that the singer's lover believed in baseless cures for her mental illness. This storm was once a madhouse. I made a joke. Well, it's made for me. In Evermore's sister album, Folklore, Taylor includes a song called Mad Woman. This may be a callback to that, as here, the singer is joking that she belongs in the dorm if it were once a madhouse. Furthermore, oftentimes those who struggle with mental health issues use humour as a coping mechanism for their issues. This self-disparaging line, however, reveals her how deeply the narrator's issues have impacted her, showing her view of herself is not one of high esteem. Linked with the fact Taylor said the song is about two longtime college sweethearts who had very different plans for the same night, the dorm mentioned is probably the one they lived then during college. And soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through. When a person is heartbroken or depressed, it is sometimes hard for them to imagine how anyone else around them could carry on as normal or be happy. They wonder how the world can keep turning while their life has crumbled. Additionally, Deck the Halls is a classic Christmas carol sung during the holiday season. With the beginning of the bridge referencing November, this sign can signify the passage of time to December. However, while her friends celebrate the joyful season, the narrator will still be in her world of pain. One for the money, two for the show. This expression originated as part of a children's rhyme from the 1800s. It was popularized by Elvis Presley in the song Blue Sweat Shoes. The full rhyme is one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready and four to go. Taylor references this in the next line. The line, this line also has a very similar melody to the line Swift's song on Lover entitled The Archer, which says, easy they come, easy they go. I jump from the train, I ride off alone. I never was ready, so I watch you go. Swift first expressed similar fears of commitment on August 2019's The Archer. Interestingly, both champagne problems and The Archer mentioned trains. Easy they come, easy they go. I jump from the train, I ride off alone. I never grew up, it's getting so old, help me hold on to you. These fears also came up on July 2020's Peace. I never had the courage of my convictions as long as danger is near. Sometimes you just don't know the answer. So someone's on their knees and asks you. Just like the guy, the narrator was in denial of the relationship's impending doom too. It seems that the only reason she was in the relationship was because she had no reason not to be, because it was comfortable. She details that she wasn't even aware that she didn't want a future with him until she was put on the spot where she was forced to decide. She would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's effed in the head, they said. 
Similarly to another track on Evermore's sister album Folklore, The Last Great American Dynasty, Taylor uses the gossip of others to convey the general opinion and tone people have when judging women and their relationships. In traditional gender roles, women are expected to desire marriage. When a woman doesn't want to marry someone, they are often labelled as insane and unappreciative. With these beliefs continuing, continuing to permeate modern day society, it also ties to the mental illness aspect of the storytelling. Additionally, this lyric mirrors sentiments expressed in the song Mad Woman from Swift's July 2020 album Folklore. No one likes a mad woman, you made her like that. She'll patch up your tapestry that I shred and hold your hand while dancing. Never leave you standing, crestfallen on the landing. With champagne problems, your mom's ring in your pocket, her picture in your wallet, you won't remember all my champagne problems. After spending the first half of the song painting the picture of the embarrassing proposal that ended with a rejection, Taylor imagines a future that the guy who proposed to her will find happiness with another girl who, unlike her, will be ready to give him everything she couldn't. Swift juxtaposes earlier imagery she used when describing her own reaction, like, left you standing, crestfallen on the landing, with, never leave you standing, crestfallen on the landing. To suggest that this new woman will be a better fit for him and the happiness she will give him will make him forget about the hurt caused by the rejection. This could also be noted in how she has switched singing from first to third person and the other way around in folklore. In the last great American dynasty's outro, she switches from third to first person, implying that she is the loudest woman everyone is talking the town of the song. These lines could also be linked to Peace, a song off her eight album Folklore. In this song, she thinks that because of her situation, she won't be a good fit for him, or in other words, she will never give him peace. So she leaves him, but in peace, she knows she can never give him peace, but stays. Again, just so, so lovely, these like detailed analyses of each song. I took a snack break so I had to put some energy back into myself. So much talking. Where is he at? <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on to track three next, Gold Rush. Also, love this song so, so much. Gold Rush, the third song on Evermore, is a song depicting the jealousy she has because she is attracted to someone who everyone else is. Because of this, she has to stop picturing her life with them. She is singing about dreaming for someone that everybody else wants. She is daydreaming about someone, then snapping out of it. She is catching herself, getting the idea of this person stuck in her head. Gleaming, twinkling, eyes like sinking ships in waters. So inviting, I almost jump in. Gold Rush opens with a call back to Willow the first track of Evermore. I'm like the water when your ship rolled in that night. Swift mentions sinking ships in several songs throughout her discography, including October 2014's This Love and I Know Places and July 2020's My Tears Ricochet. 
she also mentions a shipwreck on the title track of Evermore. This seems to be a nod to a lyric from Swift's October 2017 track, Gorgeous, which describes the beginning of her relationship with Joe Alwyn. Ocean blue eyes, looking in mine, I feel like I might sink and drown and die. But I don't like a gold rush, gold rush. I don't like anticipating my face in a red flush. I don't like that anyone would die to feel your touch. Everybody wants you. Everybody wonders what it would be like to love you. Walk past quick brush. I don't like slow motion. Double vision in rose blush. I don't like that falling feels like flying till the bone crush. Everybody wants you, but I don't like a gold rush. During the 1849 gold rush, thousands of miners flocked to California in hopes of finding gold and becoming rich. Swift has used gold to describe her relationship with Joe Alwyn on several songs, including 2017's Endgame and 2019's Daylight. This chorus echoes a sentiment from 2019's Lover, on which Swift expresses her fear that someone else would catch Alwyn's eye. I'm highly suspicious that everyone who sees you wants you. What must it be like to grow up that beautiful? Co-writer and producer Jack Antonoff tweeted this lyric the day before Evermore came out. I see me padding across your wooden floors. This daydream of a calm domestic life echoes Swift's past descriptions of gentle romance, such as on August 2019's Cornelia Street. Barefoot in the kitchen, sacred new beginnings. It's a fairly mundane image, evoking the simplicity and security of a stable relationship. With my Eagles t-shirt hanging from the door. Swift could be referring to the Philadelphia Eagles, a football team based in her home state of Pennsylvania, or the 70s rock band The Eagles. She wore a Philadelphia Eagles jersey during a Pennsylvania stop on her 2011 Speak Now World Tour. My mind turns your life into folklore. Swift describes Evermore as the sister records to July 2020's Folklore. This is the only song on either album to actually say folklore. The closest reference is on the folklore track 7. Love you to the moon and to Saturn, passed down like folk songs, the love lasts so long. There's a cheeky self-reference to how Swift memorizes people's lives in her songs, as well as simply daydreaming about others and their experiences. It's also worth mentioning that Swift wrote some songs on folklore and evermore, both about and with Joe Alwyn her boyfriend as of the album's releases. At dinner parties, I won't call you out on your contrarian shit, and the coastal town we never found will never see a love as pure as it. For the second repetition of this re refrain, Swift changes the lyrics, adding a won't in front of call you out and changing wandered around to never found. This demonstrates that the narrator of the song is trying to stop fantasizing about the song's subject because she believes the relationship she is imagining has not and will not happen. So now we're moving on to Tis the Damn Season, which is one I really do like as well. 
Tis the damn season is the fourth track on Evermore and marks the first time that Taylor Swift has cursed on a song title. In the liner notes of the album, Swift wrote that one of the song storylines on Evermore was about what happens when Dorothea comes back from Hollywood for the holidays and rediscovers an old flame. This likely refers to Tis the damn season, given the lyrical mentions of both Los Angeles and the winter holidays. Notably, Evermore was released two weeks prior to Christmas 2020, making the title timely yet ironic. Swift also teased the title in an Instagram story two days before she announced the album. So, first Eric then, well, like, first one that's here. You could call me babe for the weekends. In this line, the narrator allows for intimacy, but only for a short amount of time, as she knows it will be temporary. This may reference a couple of songs. In Blank Space, Taylor proudly sings, I can make the bad guys good for the weekend. Lover's 17 track, titled It's Nice to Have a Friend, also uses this word, Call my bluff, call you babe. This line also follows a theme in folklore as we see a very similar lyric in Cardigan, giving me your weekends. Tis the damn season. Tis is a very old contraction of it is. It was first used in 1555 and its popularity peaked around 1709 or 1710, according to Google's Ngram Viewer, a database that tracks the usage of words in English language books. Tis the season is an expression used to draw focus to the holidays and this festive time of year when it's currently underway. And the road not taken looks real good now. The Road Not Taken is a famous poem by Robert Frost, who chronicles two diverging paths as the choices we make in our life. Choices we may come to second guess or even regret. A similar lyric also appears on illicit affairs from folklore. Take the road less traveled by, tell yourself you can always stop. Additionally, producer Aaron Dassner teased this line in the hours leading up to the release of Evermore. The holidays linger like bad perfume. Swift also sings about perfume on July 2020's Illicit Affairs, but in a different tone. Leave the perfume on the shelf that you picked out just for him, so you leave no trace behind like you don't even exist. In Illicit Affairs, the perfume is left behind to hide a relationship. Here, Swift compares the looming presence of the holiday season to a foul-smelling perfume that lingers. Sleep in half the day just for old time's sake. This lyric may be a callback to Swift's August 2019 song, It's Nice to Have a Friend, which also mentions sleeping in with a lover. Feels like home, stay in bed the whole weekend. Producer Aaron Dasner tweeted this line in the hours leading up to the release of Evermore. I won't ask you to wait if you don't ask me to stay. Dorothea wants to ask her former partner to wait for her if he only wants, if, he, if only he asks her to stay. This is a mirror of the lyrics in Dorothea, where her partner also expresses the same sentiment. It's never too late to come back to my side. So I'll go back to LA and the so-called friends. Swift returns to this idea on the later Evermore track, Dorothea. You got shiny friends since you left town. 
Swift often mentions fake friendships in her music, with a prominent example being November 2017's This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Friends don't try to trick you, get you on the phone and mind twist you. Here's a toast to my real friends. They don't care about that he said, she said. Swift also mentions how toxic LA can be on October 2012's The Lucky One, which describes a famous singer leaving the spotlight after the public and the music industry mistreat her. And wonder about the only soul who can tell which smiles I'm faking, and the heart I know I'm breaking is my own. Taylor throws it back to her sophomore album Fearless with this line, In The Way I Loved You, Taylor writes about how the feelings she has for her current partner don't compare to the feelings she had for her ex. He can't see the smile I'm faking and my heart's not breaking because I'm not feeling anything at all. Similarly, Dorothea will also be faking smiles with any new lover she has, but he won't be able to tell, just like the partner Taylor sang about previously. And I think that wraps up that song. Yes, it does. I don't know if I have time for another one because, you know, I don't want this too long. So I think I am going to leave it there. Yes, indeedy. I will leave it there. Or will I do tolerate it? No, I'll leave it there. We will save tolerate it for the next time just because I know a lot of people like that song. So I'll just keep you waiting until the next one. Um, yeah. That wraps up yet another episode. Oh my god. Where does the time go, hun? I don't even know. Um, yeah. Thank you so much once again for listening. Um, any kind of support for the podcast just means the absolute word to me. And yeah, I I don't know. I might start a Twitter or something to promote this. You know, get it out there. Get people talking about it. That's what we need. Spread the word. If you like the podcast, share, 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 share. Share as much as you can. I really don't care because that's what I want. But um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. What did you say?